welcome everybody. It's time again for another episode of Driven by Design. The only show that shows you the future. We usually say automotive design. I'm going to say personal transportation here. One conversation at a time with our driven designer, Brian Thompson. Hey, Brian. Howdy. Good afternoon, everybody. Uh, today we have an amazing guest that I'm very excited to talk to. Don Tashman has brought in to our show for a very the very first time we have an actual vehicle on our show. <laughs> yes, so we we're going to skew this, this one a little bit different because personal transportation in the room. In the actual room. We usually uh, this obviously goes out for audio and video and since we have video, I I think this is a very special one we need to show this. You what we're going to talk about today is this uh, electric skateboard, but it's so much more and you have to see it to appreciate it. So without further ado, let me introduce Don. I'm glad you're here. Hi, thanks for having me. And let's get you lower thanks your mic a little bit, Brian, there just lower the Mike, just bring it down just a little oh, bit. Oh, like, like my volume or, or my or the position? The physical mic. There you go. All right. <laughs> okay. Now so we're I, ready. You're uh, so excited. You're so amped oh, up. Oh, I am. I love that we actually have a vehicle in here today. Uh, <laughs> I was looking at this in the lobby when we were outside, and um, you you really have to see it in person. It's 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 all about form and shape, and I'm going to let you introduce it so you can say why is that. Um, tell me a bit about what this is and what it's for. Sure. Uh, we've been building, under the Loaded brand we, and Orangutan brand, we've been building skateboards for close to 20 years now. And, and our, what are the two brands again? You said them uh, so quickly. Loaded here. Boards is our skate deck brand, and Orangutan Wheels is our... Uh, okay. Orangutan Wheels. They're, so the wheels actually have a brand name that's Orangutan. And yeah. is that the... So, because the wheels are special. They're not just wheels. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have something going on back well, there. Well, in general, we've been doing these wheels since 2008. The wheels that you see over there have a motor I- built into them. And that's a the motor key. hub. Yeah, so... What makes a skateboard wheel different? It looks like it's bigger and it's softer and it's whatnot. What, what, there must be something that's, about the that's design. That's very much our forte is building... Uh, uh, you know, really unique urethane compounds to make soft, durable, uh, high-speed wheels. And so the the motor. So the special thing about this one is that it's motorized. So 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 we build the boards and mm-hmm. the decks. We've been doing that for about twenty years. Okay. And uh, in the past year. We teamed up with a company based out of Barcelona that makes an electric conversion kit, which is unlimited. And uh, so we partnered with them, and this unlimited kit can fit on any skateboard. Okay, so um, any any skateboard could become motorized with any this skateboard. kit. And, and your company has partnered with them to make your specific board become motorized. No, we partnered with them. We now take over all. We took over all of. Everything from marketing to design to distribution. Oh, you took over. That's even yeah. better. So they're, it's all they're doing engineering. <laughs> they're an amazing engineer. And what's team. this company called then? The the motorized uh, pack. Does that have another name? Yeah, Unlimited Engineering. Got it. And we've teamed up and we're calling it Unlimited X Loaded as a collaborative. Unlimited X Loaded, and that is the that's if you wanted to find out more about these skateboards at the end of the show, that's what you would look up. Uh, UnlimitedXLoaded.com mm-hmm. or OnloadedBoards.com. You can. Excellent. Well, my inclination as a designer, I'm I'm geeking out because this, I've never. Seen seen a skateboard with so much delicate surface, so I want to jump into the design, but I'm going to hold back on that because I want people to understand what it is, what sure. this is first, and then we'll really get into the design and tell some of your inspirations, but what what do you do with this? Um, it's, uh, you know, first and foremost, I think it's just a lot of fun. <laughs> yes, it's, yeah. uh, it's um, you know, you have a remote control. Uh, handheld remote control. Can I try this? Sure. And so, th- so you would stand. You basically would stand on this. Stand on the board. I'm gonna, okay. You'd stand on the board, and then you 
You push off that would be reverse, and, okay. and do you have forward. to do that goofy me, stance like he's doing, or do you have to do you have well, to give no, the, 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 the do you have to give stance. the goofy surfer stance like yeah, that? The goofy stance makes it more fun. As <laughs> yeah, well. I, I want to ex experience <laughs> it. This is method acting. I'm going to be okay. So let's turn that on. Oh, and uh, it'll. So we, for the purpose of safety, we've uh, we've set it up so that you have to push off and be going at least about two miles an hour before it'll engage. Okay. But you can override that by pressing the A button and then forward. Ah! And then if you let go of the A button and move back, just it'll Whoa! start going. Um, and that is a lot faster than it sounds, actually. Listen to the sound. It's, oh uh, it's like a transformer. It I is, yeah. It used to be a lot louder, and uh, the team, uh, the engineering team is, you know, they're so talented that they've been able to do so much refinement in efficiency that it, uh, which interestingly makes it uh, a lot quieter. Is the so, noise part of it? I never would have thought of that. Like a motorcycle, it's got to be loud. Does it have to be loud, or should this be soft because it's going through urban areas and people can say, turn that thing uh, down? Yeah, it's a bigger question, right, with electric vehicles in general. Should they have a noise associated with them? And, uh -huh. Yeah. You know, it's a... That's a whole topic into itself. Is that the the the, 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 the there is so much sound design in a car mm. uh, that from the internal combustion engine, and when they're gone, people are surprised by them. But what I like about this, uh, you know, in this room, this sounds like a lot of sound, right. but in the actual context yeah, of you the don't world, really hear it. it's probably silent. It's pretty silent. Yeah. yeah. But so you stand and you and you kind of control this. Like, like I, I do have to feel like so you like stand and you balance and you then balance. you and then you go oops, press the, press the A button with your button. top finger and okay. now now press forward. Oh, okay, and so this would be moving go. me around. And that'd be moving oh, we have to around. do like a video demo. Okay, wow, that's really cool. And so it's it's a, it's a mobility device. This is really about getting people around uh, for the last. So time. is it that? Now let me challenge you. Is this personal mobility? Am I going to use this to get from point A to point B, like I would a bike, like I would a motorcycle, like I would a car, or is this just a kid's toy that's fun to blast around in? Uh, I think it's a fair question. I think it's you know I think. Uh, mobility as a continuum. I mean, I think our boards in and of themselves before the electric aspect uh, are both fun and personal engagement as well as mobility devices. Mm -hmm. I started off building skateboard. I mean, I grew up sk skateboarding, but I went out to New York for college and I started building skateboards and longboards in the mid-90s as a way to get around New York City. Mm -hmm. So it was first and foremost a functional transportation approach. Uh, it was also trying to emulate the experience of snowboarding. Oh, interesting. Because the, the uh, it's interesting that you say that because that's where my mind went to immediately. It's kind of like why I stood up mm -hmm. because I feel like there's the, it's like a surfing aspect to yeah. the thing. More than just like uh, skateboarding tricks and doing that. This is really about moving about. Um, so the interesting thing to me about this board too is this is, this is your creation. This is your life's passion. You started making skateboards mm -hmm. and it has evolved over the last what 20 years yeah, to 20 years what yeah. we have here. So tell me about that like because what I think is fascinating is it's it's uh, there's a passion for skateboarding but there's a passion for mobility and if anybody can see his shirt there's a hint of who his design mm, inspiration yeah, is. Yeah, right. And uh, it's gonna, and it's not one that you would instantly think of. I I thought it would be some surf guy that would be his his guiding muse it's not yeah why don't you tell tell, tell us a little bit about who inspires you so well the shirt just to jump into that is the uh, you know is it based on charles and rames's design and they had a huge impact in the 40s and 50s on uh, modernist design but particularly on uh bent wood mm -hmm. and which had a tremendous impact on 
you know, furniture design and then effectively skateboard design. Yep. So that was that was a that is a big impact. Now you make that leap of faith like it's so seamless, and you just lost me there. So I'm going to take mid-century design, a furniture designer yeah. who specialized in bent wood. Yep. What was his name? Charles Ames? Charles and Ray Ames. It yeah. was a husband and wife. I've heard couple. the name. Very famous. Yeah, uh, I don't know much about him. And you suddenly say that's because the board has wood, that it therefore is a seamless extension of that. So in the 40s, Charles and Ray Ames did a really interesting splint. I think it was for mm-hmm. uh, veterans of World War II. And they did these, it was a wooden splint. And in order to achieve, it was a multiply wooden splint. And in order to achieve the the contours that they did they did all these interesting uh relief cutouts in the splint and that was very radical um at the time absolutely and it was uh, also very functional and it was beautiful exactly and it coincided with all of these gis coming home from world war ii that now had become familiar with this aesthetic Mm -hmm. right they saw these things it started to inform mid-century what became known as mid-century modern design so if any you know people watching this uh, i assume our audience knows a bit about design but for the ones that don't this really uh created an aesthetic that we now think of as mid-century modern design and so what i think is fascinating is that your so skateboards are wood and they have a steamed aspect so tell me about drawing your inspiration into this because you really have to see this to see the complex and delicate surfaces on this this is a this is a piece of art the skateboard yeah can you yeah. can you tilt it up a little yeah, bit let's, just, just tilt yeah. it sideways we say they have to see it let's show that's them. one side yeah so I'm just going to take a. Mo- I'm just going to take a minute to point it out what you see. So, see. so you know, as an automotive designer, uh, I, I get really excited about form and shape, and that's what I really want him to get into is that inspiration for how this comes because for for his board, it's not styling, it's functional. But these little curves here are all delicate. They have these beautiful shapes that are very like muscular and have a lot of tension. It's like a little miniature car. But talk about why they're there because this isn't styling. No, it's all functionally driven. Yeah, um, very much so. It's it's very much about ergonomic touch points. Uh, these flares that occur here allow the allow you to ride bigger wheels without having contact. But they also put you have a, give you a place to put your foot mm-hmm. to sense where you are on the board to be able to push up against that. What does that mean? So so when you're when you have because this shape is here, it's giving feedback yeah, to you the, the mic yeah. yeah, it's giving Thanks, feedback. Like you have your, both your feet here. You can push out without looking down on your board. You know where you are. You feel leverage. You have more uh, more engagement from the board. But what that also does, interestingly enough, is it stiffens up the board. So if you look at it, there's a couple really subtle things happening. We have a concave through the board. Uh, most skateboards have concaves, mm-hmm. which give you a more locked-in feel. This one has a variable concave. If you see, it's deeper in the center. Yeah, it's like a valley. And the way we did that is we designed it, we tried to get a, a tuned flex characteristic where it's not stiffer in any one point, where the whole flex is continuous. Yeah, the and entire board has a bit of crown going this way. Crown it's is got the a, arc. Yeah, a camber, as we mm-hmm. would call it, yeah. into nose and tail kicks. So it's, now, it's, I'm an idiot. I thought it was just a flat board. But isn't that wonderful that it's it's got a... But, and tell us, why is there why is it not a flat board? Why? Well, uh, hence, uh, well, it's the primary connotation of yeah. the term loaded yeah. is because the board is preloaded with energy. Uh, it's built up with all this... Both this of us went, ah, at the same moment. I here. love it. It's uh, like, yeah. It's like when you see a, 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 tri- a, a semi, an 18-wheeler, exactly. empty, empty, empty exactly. truck. It's got a bow to it exactly. so that it doesn't sag. Exactly. 
exactly the same yeah. thing. And does that help you ride it? The fact that you're it, saying you're, you're pressing down into it? It does, because you have this dynamic force where you're, as you're standing on it, you're pre-weighing the board, and then you have all this energy to, you know, this lively energy to use to in and out of your turns. Yeah. You're, um, you know, what, what you're, when you're talking about the sort of uh, feedback to your feet, I'm, th- I'm realizing something. Skateboarders must have really sensitive feet. Yeah, I mean, I would. It never occurred to me that your your feet no. would be a, like a, a a tool that you use like your hands in a way. Like, and you so I, you must have over twenty years. You must have you must have very um, knowing feet. <laughs> they must know a lot. So imagine in other transportation, if your feet had played such a role. I mean. I guess your feet do because you walk. Yeah. But your feet and other transportation are taken out of the process other than you press a pedal. Yeah. Yeah, that's just shifting gears and stuff. But yeah. you're you're really using – it's fascinating. It's a skew, but I love the idea that your, your feet are really uh, being giving you a lot of feedback on what you're doing. And you're so you're maximizing yes. the information. Yeah. Right? Developing With your surface. proprioception. Did they ever ride barefoot or anything just to feel more of it? That seems uh, really – and then you'd seems, fall and it would Seems a little hurt. dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is historically, you know, skateboarding in the 60s and 70s coming from the surf background, people would ride them barefoot, and that was kind of – Yeah, because they do ride surfboards barefoot. Right, yeah. but at, at these speeds, it's not really the most. If you step off, you ruin your foot. Yeah. I, I love that you've you've to, you've sort of tapped into this idea of that you know uh, as as humans we have all of these other senses that we don't really take that we take for granted. Like I know, like like I used to have a design director in the automotive world that um, when he wanted to really. Uh, feel and see a surface on a vehicle he would pull down his pants and put his butt on the car what? yes and he would slide his butt on the car because the he would say your butt is the most sensitive part of your he body would slide his butt across <laughs> yeah, the yeah, car on the, and that was like the biggest compliment is if he would if he would slide his naked butt on your design you had a beautiful surface so what my point with this crazy story is that we have all of these other well, one of surfaces. the things that we do uh, I, used to, I used to think it was disgusting and gross and uh, to call out pablo in my office he's always whenever we get your urethane in uh, a new urethane compound, yeah. he always bites it. Oh, yeah! Your sense of taste of it. <laughs> Not the taste, but the sense of the, your, your jaws and the way you sense the urethane. And he's, he's right. He's totally right. And it took me a while. It's to like a cheese. Up. It's it like is. a good you cheese. Can sense, you can you sense the nuts. rebound. You can sense the feel. You can sense the, you know, the nature of the compound. Can I give you another silly example? Because I come out of the radio, TV, and film background. Yeah. And one of the quotes I suddenly flashed on is the great Harry Cohn, who built uh, Columbia Pictures, who was a real rough, tough guy, used to judge a film by his butt. If he oh. found himself moving around in his butt, it was too long. He was it bored. Was too long. <laughs> so see, yeah, there's all the... Okay, so I love this direction that we have gone because you, I, your entire board is the sensory... The haptic feedback and sensory feedback right. is all through these senses that are not your eyes. Mm-hmm. And that's fascinating because if you're uh, riding in traffic, all of this stuff is happening. And you, I think you've probably just over the years intuited this, right? Because you've been riding skateboards for so long. Were you consciously thinking of these things as you designed this board? or Of how the contours work? Uh, or, the, or of how, how the feedback was going to get into your feet. Yeah, I think so. I think yeah. that's inherently what we do. It's very much about that kind of visceral experience of space is what what our forte is, what we're really 
particularly passionate Say that again. About. What's a visceral it's experience like how, of space? <laughs> you guys throw these things out and everybody's nodding in the room like, what the hell does that mean? <laughs> we, have I mean a, we have my daughter here today. He, he got it. He got it. He, we'll knew, he had a visceral experience. He, that's all he lives is we'll a visceral. I, mean, I think, you know, from board sports, from skiing, from snowboarding, from yeah. uh, surfing, as you that ability to like lean out into space and have those g-forces carry mm-hmm. you that that experience is kind of what i don't know what i i think what we would call the stoke you know i mean there's it, that is the stoke isn't it? that's what you feel when i've never ridden a surfboard and i've rarely ridden a skateboard but there's something that stokes people about it is that what that means it's like urban surfing kind, you're of, kind of yeah you're yeah. pushing your you're pushing yourself you're pushing the physics in ways that you can't really achieve any other way that just kind of don't feel you know there's like this cognitive dissonance in what you're doing and mm-hmm. i think there's something really like when they take exciting. it up and go on a on a railing a hand railing or some crazy thing and they yeah, kick this that's... thing up into space yeah i think that's a great uh, segue to talking about the future of transportation since we do talk a lot about mm-hmm. different ways people are going to be getting around in the future versus the past or areas of the past that are going to be revisited do you see this as uh like let's say for your for a man who runs a business uh wanting and hoping mm-hmm. it becomes more and more successful which clearly it is because this is a very sophisticated piece of machinery. Where do you see this going? Like, what do you think's next for these? What's it's, a, it's a great question. I, I think we're in the Wild West right now in terms of uh, micromobility. You know, I'm a, I'm a big fan of horse to do. When he I, says micromobility, I want to make sure my gay listeners understand he's not my my groomability because <laughs> yeah. that's what I understand. And my groomability is like a very different topic, which we'll say for another show. And micromobility. Uh, micro-mobility yeah. Like what what do you how do you define that term? Is uh, this moving in a micro? world a micro space more about uh, the individual movement through space okay you know in, individual transportation primarily although i don't think it necessarily has to be limited to purely transportation mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be purely functional which is where i am particularly excited about it um i, I i'm interested to see where it, i'm really excited to see where it goes now wasn't that what segway promised that was the promise of personal micro mobility you become mobile and it didn't seem to fly other than for security guards at a mall. I mean, it, right. It, it, segue, that's a great, great, that's a great topic because I'm curious about why do you, because somebody who has done something that's sexy and cool, mm. why do you think Segway didn't take off? Uh, well, I've heard, I've heard a number of reasons, yeah. like political and, uh, and uh, you know, structural reasons. I definitely think the sexy and cool aspect <laughs> was, you know, the mall cop, <laughs> the mall cop aspect. Yeah. Of it. it just kind of felt kind was, of dorky on, yeah. right? Yeah, that was kind of but true. But then Segway, the, the story that I've heard is yeah. that uh, Xiaomi, uh, well, there was a company, Xiaomi in China, that was, um, that was pretty much knocking off Segway left and right and taking all their patents. And oh. Segway kept stealing. It kept suing uh, Xiaomi, and finally Xiaomi came and bought, or it was actually called Ninebot. Xiaomi, Xiaomi bought Ninebot and gave them the money to buy Segway. Oh wow! So Segway is now a Chinese company that manufactures. All of the scooters that Bird and Lime and all those guys are using. Interesting. Yeah. Those oh, are all Segway. So Segway, in the end, roundabout is actually became yeah. successful and became a functional. And will you ever take the, the the genius of the Segway was the gyroscope, the, the self-balancing right. yeah. aspect so of it? Cool. Would yeah. you ever incorporate something that into a skateboard so I, a dorky guy, old grandpa, could ride one of these things without falling on my face? I, I, I think it's really interesting. I'm not sure how to do that. I think it's a... I've always loved gyroscopes. I yeah. think that's such a cool feature but i don't know offhand 
where that would go. Well, that's what Brian's I mean, going to come up with well, right now. Well, you know, right? I, I mean, where I immediately go, so anytime I think of future and skateboards, I, mm. I think people in my generation would all think of Back to the Future 2, yeah, right? right? The hoverboards, right? right. And, and because when you think of the Biff's Bulldog or, or Marty McFly's, you know, um, the, the, the pit bull, that's what it was called, and the little pink one, like there was an element of design that was, that the, those characters were prideful of those, of mm. those skateboards. Not rather than so much that they flew or didn't fly. I get the I get the you know, the limitations of that, but there is a pridefulness in this because it's so beautiful. So I have a question for you. Whereas currently uh, there is a lot of talk and controversy around these uh, sort of this litter economy of of, uh, of of scooters that people leave behind and they and they ride them and they let them go. Do, is your do you see your company becoming uh, offering an object that people own? Is this an ownership? Uh, object or is it That's eventually going to be like you just rent it for an hour and leave mm-hmm. it behind it's, yeah. it's a great question um, I mean it, right now it is an ownership model mm-hmm. and I think just given the nature the complexity of having a uh, handheld device that's not attached to it um, right now I think we'd be probably makes more sense to continue to keep it as an ownership model but that said like as you as you look at what's happening in the scooter space um, my assumption looking at the bird moped I don't know if you've seen that that mm-hmm. they're coming out with next year I have uh, what, what is that just quickly I've seen the lime scooters over they have them around here in their base of our building here these I, I don't know what they're gonna be exactly I've seen some design sketches that they yeah. put out but they look like they're gonna. I assume they're gonna be 20, 25 mile an hour vehicles that are effectively small motorcycles. Tiny little and, motorcycles. And that'll be or two wheels, three wheels. Two wheels. Because our company uh, Wheels is doing the little. So Wheels is doing as I think Wheels. From what I see around LA, Wheels seems to have surpassed all the scooter companies because yeah. um, it's more accessible. And then these are more like mopeds. They're more like uh, you know sit on top. More more. They seem like they can. They're more stable than the wheels. Yeah. There's something about the standing with the little bar that it's why Marty yes. McFly took it off right because yeah, exactly. that thing that stands up makes you feel awkward and as soon as you get rid of that weird thing whether you sit down or stand and then have the balance right mm-hmm. which is yours so I'm just yeah, I'm curious where do you think this will like what's your vision for the future of your company like where do you feel it like goes uh, one in every home yeah. well, I mean what I really love yeah. about <laughs> this this project the reason we teamed one. up with the team at Unlimited aside from them just being a great group of engineers and great people uh, is that it's I really see it as a you know no pun intended as a vehicle for us to build all kinds of other vehicles on this is a platform the, yeah, it's a platform the electric aspect of it the fact that it's modular the fact that it's uh, that it's easily scalable mm-hmm. um, allows us to design and build all types of other vehicles. Could you see a version? Because I think a lot of people would be fascinated not just by the design of this, but the the, the there's a fun aspect to the motor or the control. But I think a lot of people might be like, ah, the balance. I'd be scared of it. Can you imagine a version where you could sit down on this? Absolutely. Ah, I think, yeah. Uh, well, that's why I was getting to the gyroscope yeah, too, or something that yeah. makes it more like balanceable. It's a platform. Have you seen those uh, those motorcycle concepts with one wheel? Yeah. With the gyroscopes yeah, that the, this. There's no. a uh, to, Well, I, we're getting close to the end, so I want to I want I want to save some time because that's also another thing. But I, I really part of the show is really about the object you may, make. Mm-hmm. But to tell your story, because I think that it's the, the your personal story is interesting. Could you tell me for? We have about five minutes. Left. Or do you want to do this in two? 
Oh, we can do it in two. That's fine too. But I think that like we, uh, we, Brian specializes in these two part shows because we only we get so geeked on the first fifteen yeah. minutes and then we run out of time to tell the stories. I have a uh, we we could do this as a two and wrap this up. And we've talked about the board and that, and then come back and talk about the personal okay. journey he's on. I want people to know your story. Uh, you sure. have a, the, just a little bit. We we're talking in the lobby. I was like, you have a fascinating background and stuff. So, right. um, so yeah, this this is okay. So you know, so let's wrap this one up and tell people how they can get it, where they can find it when it's out all that stuff voila well we launched it this we so we've been doing modern rain tank for 20 years but the unlimited system is available uh online at uh unlimitedxloaded.com it's and slow down say that again unlimited unlimitedxloaded.com okay as well as in specialty skate and snow shops around around the world and if people want to connect with you personally are you on instagram do you have social media is there uh loaded has a ton of social okay. media you're uh, the man behind that uh, yeah i'm getting that yeah okay that's fine but you don't look loaded right now you look like you're very sane and sober and <laughs> yes well it's different Friday, kind of loaded so. yeah. yeah he's becoming loaded if you buy a skateboard yeah, yeah right more more money. Be, that's another kind of loaded um, a third type of loaded yeah well, loaded stick, with cash i want people to really stick around because this is the guy has a wonderful story so if you're watching this we're listening to this stay uh stay tuned we're going to get into his personal background and stuff and it's a great story and lou the design dog is going to he's going to ride it dave yes he's going to ride he's going to make his debut writing it so you don't want to miss that (laughs) all right (laughs) 